Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we have a little week five instant reaction for you guys and go through all the top stories of the day. And I think I'm just going to start it off with Odell Beckham, Jeff, fracturing his ankle. Looks like this looks like a season ending type injury. And that's going to put a damper on quite a few people's fantasy seasons. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, that is one heck of a heavy blow to a team. Obviously, great player. He probably got him in the first round. So, you know, hopefully you have a a deep team and you've been picking up waiver wire guys that can help you out. But that is going to be hard to kind of make up for in, you know, in a week or two. Yeah, I mean, Odell had a good game going. He had five for 97 and a touchdown. But, I mean, he hasn't been dominating like he had been in the past. So I guess you're not replacing a guy that's scoring you 20-plus every week. So if you've been getting by with it, you could have been okay. And I guess coming up, he had he was going to be at Denver next week, then Seattle, then on a bye. So who knows? Maybe it's you. Maybe you'll be all right. But man, the rest of that Giants team. I mean, Brandon Marshall's out with an injury now. Sterling Shepard's out with an injury. Dwayne Harris fractured his foot or ankle too. It, they're down to basically Roger Lewis and maybe Evan Ingram at this point. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the only people you can count on. I mean, I guess this is the question with their, you know, their passing game in such flux right now and such, you know, desperate need of players. Do you think that this, number one, will help Evan Ingram and the fact that the only help guy, Lewis, is he going to be worth having on a team? And then the second one is, do you think this helps or hurts the run game? You know, are they kind of, is it forcing their hand to hand the ball off more? And maybe even through just mass carries they can actually produce uh, fantasy numbers or is this just now they can stack the box even more so and in you know it doesn't matter how talented the guys are which obviously not not that talented it seems but um you know you were hoping to see something out of Gallman and 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 Darkwa do you think this just ends their fantasy hopes well I think this could be this could be good new good news I guess for Evan Ingram honestly I think at this point, if all these injuries are there, they almost have to move him into more of a wide receiver role right now. They can throw somebody else there at tight end. I think it's almost going to be needed to put him at oh, actually just playing wide receiver, which if that's the case and he's getting wide receiver looks, you're going to be able to play him at your tight end spot, and that's a that's a huge bonus. Yeah, I know he got nothing today, but I think going forward, I mean, Roger Lewis and Ingram, I mean, you're going to throw the ball to Ingram. Lewis, I Maybe he's a pickup. Maybe he's a bye week fill-in, but I wouldn't be too concerned with it. But then again, you're playing Seattle. You're playing Denver or whatever, Denver than Seattle. It's not going to be good, probably. Then the run game, I mean, it started off with Darkwa. Then he got hurt after he had a touchdown run, so Gallman came in. Both of those guys actually looked okay. They look, They both looked better than Perkins did, you know, had been in the past, so... I don't know. I I think at this point, I think you almost gonna you're gonna stay away from most of this offense until you know what the running game situation is. Except for I think Evan Ingram's your only play. Yeah, and I like that. It's a safe approach. I do. I already liked Evan Ingram. This was the first bad game he's had. Um, so you know, 
yeah, and he's a rookie still. So I, I like what I've seen from him so far, and I've never been a huge uh, guy for this for this you know any running back that they've tried to play. So I I, I don't think it's going to help them at all. You know, I was kind of hoping that maybe. Uh, Maybe one of these guys, now that Perkins was dethroned, if you will, was going to kind of put some sort of, you know, season together. But I, I do. I think this one just hurts them. I don't think, you know, especially going up against the next two teams, there's no way. But after that even, you know, I'm thinking that they're just going to load the box. And, you know, who knows? Maybe Marshall comes back and Sterling Shepard and they get something going. But uh, the way they've been playing, uh, I don't know, it doesn't, doesn't seem to be the – the most logical conclusion to jump to. And how about we talk about some other games other than the Giants? Leonard Fournette, big game for him, 30.4 in standard. He had 181 yards rushing, two touchdowns, mainly off of a 90-yard touchdown with about two minutes left in the game. So that was a only a 15-point play there for you to end the game. He got half his points on one play with two minutes left. So that is pretty much garbage time, but hey, he had, a, he had a solid game before that, but not quite 100 yards. But that's still, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, I don't care how he gets the yardage. I mean, even before that, he, his game would have been fine. Uh, but, I mean, man, that, they just keep feeding him the ball. 28 carries. I mean, that's all all you have to say to me. And I know that he's, you know, he's going to produce if you give him that many carries. So, no worries about him. He's turning out to be exactly what we thought he was going to be. And that's just a unbelievable workhorse for that for that Jacksonville team. And after the way the defense played, you can play that defense pretty much all year. After they they got twenty eight points today against the against the Steelers. Oh my gosh! And yeah, and Roethlisberger. I mean, they made him look very bad. What he had five interceptions. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he's looking like this might be his final season. He was already considering it last year. I think that could be about it for him. Honestly, this we could see a big bounce back next week, sure, but. That that was ugly. I mean, then Bell, 15 for 47. Not the greatest running the ball, but he got 10 catches for 46. So if you're in standard, it's just an okay game. If you're in PPR, it's actually a pretty solid game with the 10 catches. So that's not too bad. Yeah, yeah it definitely helps boost it. Then Antonio Brown, who was my pick this week in our little matchup, Jeff. What was it? Brown versus Evans? Yeah, yes. I got I got the <laughs> win this week. But <laughs> yeah, it was ugly. Brown was ten for one fifty-seven and nineteen targets. That's just ridiculous. I mean, it didn't work out throwing the five picks. <laughs> yeah, I know it's insane. I mean, even even when Roethlisberger had such a bad game, Antonio Brown still came out just fine. Yeah, he he just keeps putting up numbers. Melvin Gordon kind of stepped up again. This is kind of the Melvin Gordon we expect to see. 28.3 in standard, 105 yards rushing, 58 yards receiving. We got two receiving touchdowns. This is what he was doing last year, so it's nice to see again. Yeah, and, you know, once again, we were talking about how how Bell got 10 receptions, and that could really, you know, help your cause if you're in PPR. I mean, this guy, 28 points, and then he still has six receptions. So, I mean, you know, in PPR, he's probably the leading running back. So, it just I mean killing it and also I love how his numbers because of the past game um, obviously attach itself to Philip Rivers as well um, you know getting him going you know kind of jumping around to another quarterback here but um, he's just really helping that whole offense and it's you know he's doing it on both sides like he did last year's Henry got himself another touchdown there too Hunter Henry did yep not really getting so, the receptions yet but 
Got the touchdown. No, yeah, still still not a heavy workload, but the guy is just dynamite in the red zone, so he's he's keeping uh keeping his fantasy owners happy, but definitely sweating each game out now. And how about the Packers game? Aaron Jones stepped in and <laughs> I mean, looked probably better than Ty Montgomery's ever looked, I would say. Nineteen carries, 125 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, and I mean, what do you make of this guy? This is very interesting because Aaron Jones comes in, Montgomery hurt. They give him 19 carries, which I didn't expect really, and only one, you know, one target, which he caught for nine yards. So he did very well. Do you, was this more of hey, you know, Dallas wasn't expecting it, and he just kind of he picked holes and he he did well or is this something that we can actually count on happening until Montgomery returns do did they change up their offense a little bit in order to incorporate a guy that's just a true runner yeah it's I'm 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 kind of I was hesitant about this because why was he the third string running back for so long why was Jamal Williams ahead of him on the depth chart if this is how good this guy is it's it's strange to me but I mean he looked good out there I mean, you can't say he didn't. And Dallas, maybe the Dallas defense is just kind of weak. And that's part of it. But in Jamal Williams, he had the injury last week, so maybe they didn't want to use him as much. But man, at the very least, going once Montgomery's back, this is going to be a committee. I think he was too good to not use. But man, I I kind of feel like this could go forward. I feel like this is something that I w- I could see him doing this every week. He I mean, just the way he looked, he looked good. It wasn't just. I mean, not every running back for Green Bay has obviously been doing this. Montgomery's got his points off, you know, mixture of run and passing and some touchdowns. There wasn't like there's all these major holes all over the place, but Jones just seemed to find running lanes and he looked good. Yeah, and I, this is my question to you then. If it goes forward and say it's, um, you know, a, a timeshare between him and Montgomery, I mean, the two games Aaron Jones has been in, the last two, obviously. Chicago, he had 13 attempts as well, 49 yards and a TD. Today, 19 attempts for 125 yards and a TD. Obviously, you know, way better this time around, but still same result, got in the end zone. Is his pure running ability and Ty Montgomery's ability to play out of the backfield and do kind of a lot of different things and allow that Green Bay offense to just, uh, you know, stretch a defense thin because they you know they don't know when they're gonna throw when they're gonna pass is this just gonna cannibalize Aaron Jones and Montgomery is this gonna be better for the football team or is this actually gonna be two guys that you can play in fantasy maybe I I don't know if you're gonna be able to play both of them but I feel like if Jones keeps this up they're gonna still use Montgomery obviously but yeah they're gonna try other ways to use him I mean the guy was a receiver obviously before but if you look at his numbers running wise, he's only had 130 yards, maybe 140 yards rushing on the year. And Jones has already pretty much overtaken him this quickly. So I think they'll find ways to use it, but I don't, Jones isn't going to go away. So the problem is, I don't think I would feel comfortable playing. I, I don't think it's going to, I think Montgomery is going to be the one I don't feel comfortable playing. I know this is, we're making big assumptions here. I am thinking that Montgomery's job's already gone, but I don't think I'd feel comfortable playing Montgomery when he comes back. And now at this point, they're not going to rush Montgomery back either. The way Jones played, there's no reason to throw Montgomery back in there next week. No, no, not at all. And especially with a rib injury, you have no idea. I mean, obviously that's a pretty easy injury to upset again. So 
I, I think that's a good point. I don't I don't see them rushing Montgomery back. I just when he does come back, it's going to be very interesting to see how they decide to scheme it out and use him. Because obviously Aaron Rodgers in the red zone is a tremendous quarterback, right? I mean, I mean, I would much rather have it in his hands than try to pound it out with Aaron Jones. Um, and obviously that line is not, you know, I guess his, this year historically in the past couple of seasons have not exactly been the greatest line to run behind. They haven't had to do it much. Um, so I'm wondering if it's going to be, you know, like he's going to be kind of, I don't know, is this a guy that's going to be touchdown dependent? And if you don't give him the red zone attempts, is it just going to be like, hey, maybe he gets you, you know, five, six points and that would be a good game because, you know, he gets 13 carries and he rushes for 60 yards. I, I have a, I have reservations about both of them now that uh, if Montgomery comes back. That's true. But I, I kind of, I would, would not be surprised now at this point if Montgomery sits the next two weeks. They got the bye then after that, and then he finally comes back in week nine. I could definitely see that true. happening. Where Jones yeah. is going to get another and, look. Yeah, and in that case, Aaron Jones, whoever if and you know whoever picked him up in this waiver, you know he got a a heck of a deal, um, and definitely for the next couple of weeks, he's going to definitely pay dividends. After that, uh, I'm kind of waiting to see. I, I don't really know what they're going to do, but um, hey, he looked he looked good. He looked the part. So, um, I mean, I I, I got to assume this this guy's got talent, and uh, they're going to try to use him because of it. I'll just touch on a couple other running backs. Zeke, 29 carries for 116 yards. Kareem Hunt, 29 carries for 107 yards. So those weren't like the most spectacular games, but they're getting all of the carries for their teams, and they're going to make it so they have decent weeks for you, even when they don't get touchdowns and they have a low yards per carry. It's still double-digit points. So they are really, really good. Yeah, <laughs> not a whole lot to say about those guys. No, they just you just play them. How about Marlon Mack? I really liked what I saw out of Marlon Mack today. This was was nice to see. He came back. He's been injured, so he, he finally got some action again. Nine carries for 91 yards and a touchdown. And he almost had another touchdown that actually they reversed on him after the fact. But the, the runs, like he's finding room out of nowhere. Something that, I mean, Frank Gore was – Decent did his did his thing like he does all the time. He had forty eight yards rushing, thirty eight yards receiving, eight point six. That's what Frank Gore does. But Marlon Mack showed something that they don't have, and I I can see him going forward getting at least at the very least a split with Gore, and if not, maybe maybe overtaking Gore at some point here. Yeah, and and this is a a guy that I would look at. I mean, they're looking for him to take over for Gore because. You know, you have to think that this is probably going to be the last year that he's going to be the feature back. Um, I mean, maybe he has one more after this. The guy is a wonder to behold. But, um, you know, especially if you have um, a league that you have keepers or, you know, a dynasty, anything like that. Obviously, dynasty who's probably heavily sought after anyway. But, um, you know, it's definitely someone like that that you can take a look at. Uh, I, I think that you can... If if your league hasn't picked him up yet, obviously this guy is going to be a, a big waiver ad to find out if he's going to steal more and more carries. Um, it was good to see it's still on a bad team, but you know hopefully luck will be back in there and they'll take some of the pressure off the run game. Yeah, and Jeff, don't go looking for him in our league though. I picked him up uh, yesterday, last night, and our <laughs> on our waiver night. So nice, nice. So you won't be able to find him. All right, some wide receivers. How about? A.J. Green looked pretty good, 7 for 189 touchdown. 
not much to say about that. I mean, that's he's good. And we, that's what we talked about him even when Cincinnati was having those first two weeks down weeks. People were panicking and wanting to trade him. And since then, he's had, let's see, in the last three games, he's had 22 catches, over 370 yards, 360, 370 yards, three touchdowns. He's got 12 points, 17 points, and 22 points, and that's in just standard scoring. So that's why you don't trade people like that. You don't panic too early because he is no. extremely good. And <laughs> I like it too because right now DeAndre Hopkins is going to be the number one wide receiver this this week. Four catches for 52 yards and three of them were touchdowns. I mean, <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> and that was 12 targets too. I mean, oh my gosh. That was a, a wild game. Uh, Deshaun Watson once again goes goes nuts but you know it's in catch-up mode and I think he threw like 50 percent he didn't have that much yardage but he had five touchdowns I mean it's pretty wild and and once again Will Fuller getting into the act after coming back from injury you know two touchdowns himself and out of that's only out of two catches and three targets so yeah he's had four touchdown catches this season in the last in the the two games he's played on only six catches just <laughs> he doesn't even have a hundred yards. <laughs> that team's fun to watch with Sean Watson, though. It is fun to watch him play, and you just think, I, you know, I think at the very least you're getting catch up mode points from him. He's you're starting him going forward. We 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 were hesitant oh. maybe a little bit. We did say to start him this week. We put him in our top ten, but he's a top ten guy. I think going forward at this point, you, how can you say he's not? He has to be. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that you, th- or, you know, even I thought is like, hey, their defense is kind of good enough to keep them in a lot of these games. Um, so the catch up actually does help Watson because they can just let him fling the ball around. And obviously, the terrible news o- Odell goes down, but also JJ Watt. And obviously, you know, that doesn't affect too many people, but it definitely affects that defense. So obviously, you know, they're going to have to pick it up on the offensive side of the ball. So I think he's going to continue to kind of play the way he's playing then yeah not i mean those are the main standout performance the wide receiver i guess you know the what about Devonte adams caught two touchdowns good to see him doesn't even miss a game after that hit he took yeah in the thursday night game man how tough does he look right now because that hit was oh brutal looking and he comes back and catches two touchdowns and the touchdown to pretty much have them go ahead and win the game against dallas which that was an exciting game yeah, and they were, and it was clear that Rodgers was just looking for Adams there at the end. He didn't seem to be looking anybody else's way at all. Uh, Nelson wasn't even in the game there at the end. With I'm not even sure what the injury was. I actually don't even think I've heard yet. I don't even know if they've even announced it. But so he wasn't out there without him. It was clearly Adams over Cobb. It looked like to me. Yeah, and um, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think Cobb is gonna if. Who knows what's going to go with Nelson. I'm sure he's uh, – it seemed like he was okay, but I never know. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's good for Devontae Adams' owners because, he, man, I mean, everyone was getting in on the action. So just to know that, you know, Rodgers still has eyes for Adams, especially in the red zone where he really did his thing last year, um, that's a, a huge, a huge thing to see. And then some quarterback talk about Dak Prescott. He has not had a game now this season lower than 19.1, and he's actually just been going up every week. Went 19.1, then 19.9, 26.9, 28.6, and 35.7. He's been that's 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 really impressive. 
And I can definitely say I was wrong on him. We ranked him way too low to start the year because he is he's good. He's he should have been higher than. I mean, we what we ranked him lower than Stafford, probably definitely better than them at this point. Yeah, he has been absolutely wonderful. And I mean, yeah, what does he already have? Eleven touchdowns in five games, or you know, whatever it is. Um, I think it might be more. I don't even know. Yeah, eleven. So now he has a bye week, and then he has you know a couple of games, uh, San Francisco and Washington, especially before he hits KC. But um, this is just he has better matchups now. I mean, he already went through you know a Denver Arizona team that you know usually has a pretty decent secondary, and he kind of weathered those storms. So coming out of this, I think uh, I. I think you just got to proceed as he's going to keep having these games and you don't know what's going to happen to Elliot necessarily you know things are still out in the ether as far as what's going to happen to him uh you know and his suspension um and this is also why I've been you know talking about if you you know have the chance trade for Dez because once again he went through all those tough matchups and now if Dak keeps playing like this and he gets a weaker and weaker CBs to go against is you know it's going to get better and better. I mean, is there any other wide receivers on that team that you actually will, will like look look at? I know Beasley had two touchdowns today, but um, you know, is anyone else worthy no, of a start? I don't start? think so because you don't you just don't know who it's going to be. I mean, Terrence Williams, Bryce Butler gets some balls. I mean, it's just too much of a mix there. Where Dez is the only one I can start with any kind of confidence. Beasley's not he's not getting the the targets he did last year. So he's just not a start, even with the two touchdowns today. Now I'm just sticking with Dez and not even worrying about the rest of them at all. And then, let's see here. Carson Wentz had another good game, 35.3 points. Alex Smith, another 32.9. Maybe we've been low on Smith. That's one guy that I think we just keep expecting him to go back down, but he's not. It, it continues every single week. I mean, his lowest game on the year is 18.1. When you got players like... Russell Wilson got 13 today, and even Brady had a 14. I mean, Alex Smith's been he's con he's consistently better every week than that. And you said maybe we we really got to reevaluate where we are ranking him. I would say. Yeah, I would agree. The the quarterbacks really did get kind of tossed up. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has been consistently good, but other than that, um, you know, you've been getting points from a very weird uh, kind of guys. And, you know, I think the weirdest part, too, is Alex Smith has been doing, fantasy-wise, the best he's ever been doing while having um, a running back that's having a tremendous year. So they are running the ball, and they're also scoring through the air, which obviously has been one way or the other as far as Alex Smith's career had been going. So either he could throw to Macklin and they couldn't run, or then they would just pound it out, and then he would throw all these little passes and never, you know, actually – accrue any touchdowns or or yardage so it's pretty amazing to actually see him you know at least fantasy wise um really really put it out there and uh started getting kind of a a little bit of the respect he he deserves as far as a football player goes and then how about cam newton we gave up on him about two weeks ago and since then he's had 39 points and 32.2 points (laughs) well i mean it's only two weeks but i mean the guy is trying to prove me wrong and he's doing a one hell of a job at it so now he's going against philly and then chicago and tampa bay um can he keep this up i mean he, over 300 yards and three touchdowns you know in each of the last two games on the road 
Um, I don't know. Are you feeling good about Cam now, or are you still hesitant to pick him up and start him? I'm a little hesitant, but he's. I mean, he's looking really good right now. It, it's starting. If if he gets, I feel like he's one of the players that if he has confidence, it just changes everything. He's, and if he has the confidence like he does now, I mean, and they're four and one actually. Right, the Panthers are four and one, which surprises me. And I think it could be he could be a start going forward. I think I'm not hundred percent confident in it, but I have a feeling it's going to keep going the way he's been playing. If you know he's going to have him down week, so it's going to happen. But he's looking he's looking good right now. Yeah, um, I think he'll probably fall. You know, he'll probably be on that cutoff of starters next week for me. Um, I still want to see it. He, I think he's a lot riskier than some of these other guys that might jump above above him. But he, I think he has tremendous upside. I, I think it's going to be kind of feast or famine with him. So you know, if you need, if you're already looking like on your bye week, you're you're you know you're looking like you're going to have a lower scoring week. This is a guy that I would look to and say, hey, I'm already going to be cutting it close. I might as well go for the, like the home run threat. And if this guy scores me 30. You know, I, I could steal a week. That That's kind of the guy that Cam Newton's looking like. All right, how about some more disappointments for the week? Carlos Hyde, eight carries for 11 yards. And there's no – I mean, I thought maybe this was an injury thing, but after the game, Kyle Shanahan said he was just going with the hot hand. It really wasn't an injury. I don't know about an injury or not, but Hyde was out-snapped by 10 carries. I don't know what to think about this. This was our biggest fear going into the season, and I thought it was there was no worries about it. It was all hide, but now this happens. It just throws everything for a loop again. I don't know what to think anymore. Yeah, um, tell you the truth, I don't know. I, I, he's been doing so well that I'm going to give him a pass on this game, even though they go and they lose to Indianapolis in overtime. Just shows how bad San Fran is, but. Um, I, I don't know how you only give this guy eight carries. Uh, I'd chalk it up to that, I guess. Um, he just, you know, not enough uh, attempts to really get going. But it does, you know, it's just one more thing to worry about on a, for a running back already on a bad team that can get behind. No, I, I would hope this – I, I have a feeling this has more to do with injury than they're going to lead on. But I because I just don't see why, how, why this changed so quickly this game. Like what's different? when they've been clearly just using Hyde. It doesn't make any sense. So I would just, I wouldn't panic yet. <laughs> just wait a week or two here, see what's going on. And then Todd Gurley finally had his first down game. Guess we were kind of waiting to see if one of these would happen, and he ends up with three points in standard this week because he got a fumble, knocked him down a little bit. But this was our fear with Gurley. If he didn't get the touchdowns, his game, you know, when they play a tougher opponent like Seattle, going to be tougher now he has jacksonville and arizona coming up both pretty solid defenses arizona was a solid defense until wentz took tore him apart today but i don't know what do you think about Gurley? do you think this you're gonna have a couple more of these games he's still he's still gonna be top 10 for us but are you slightly worried or is this just seattle no this is just for me this is seattle i I mean you're on a bad team for the rams i know that he's gonna have tougher games but we you know we've talked about this like even today if he didn't have the fumble, say, he 43 yards, um, you know, not the end of the world. He's, you know, he, he will get you big games. He will have a few down ones. Every, every player does. So I don't think this is anything to, to worry about. He's done wonderful so far this season. I think this is just reaffirming my fear about 
their past game moving forward, going against better and better competition. And, you know, obviously my, what seems like just outright hatred for Watkins, but, um, you know, it's coming, coming true. I mean, Woods did okay. And Higby, uh, you know, wherever he came from, but other than that, you know, that the offense just struggled. Yeah. Sammy Watkins. I didn't even want to talk about him today. I'm just (laughs) trying to, I'm hoping that people listening forget that I've talked about Sammy Watkins ever in the past. (laughs) <laughs> well, he did. I mean, he did have he did have a big game, and he did okay for a while. Uh, but you know, it's just he's gonna he's about to hit up a bunch of really good defenses, so the guy is gonna struggle, I assume. Yeah, he but he had that big game, and then since that big game, he's had like one catch. This has just been brutal. And oh <laughs> man, I don't know what to think. And I might be forced into starting him, Jeff, in, in our league now with Odell's well, injury. I, I was gonna say. And I'm a big you – know, I don't want to call myself a hater. I do have him. Like, I love the talent. I just don't like his position, I would say. I keep saying that because he's so good, he's going to make me feel dumb eventually. Again, I should say. Um, but I was forced to play him this this week in a dynasty um, with all the buys and everything going on. And uh, <laughs> it was one of those things where I was like, do I play someone that might get one or two catches or do I play a guy that can, you know, potentially put up one big play and score all his points? And he throws up a big old – donut for me and I, I could have played someone that got you know a few points at least but uh you know it's it's the risk you you run when you you know when you run with a guy that talented on such a you know a young offense I'll put it that way you know one of the guys we, guy we haven't really talked too much about this season is Doug Baldwin and he had one good game week three where he had 16.5 points 105 yards receiving a touchdown but his other four games he has no touchdowns He's a 63-yard game, a 44-yard game, a 37-yard game, and a 35-yard game. Is that something to worry about? We ranked him, what, top, he was top 15, top 12, probably closer to top 10. And that's pretty disappointing four out of five games so far this year. Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly on him, yeah, I, I, am, I am worried. Um, you know, I, I don't believe in that offense consistently. And... Um, and obviously, everyone that listens knows that. Um, and Russell Wilson, when he went against bad opponents, he ripped them apart for the most part. Um, but now he's on a, a bye, and then he's about to hit the Giants, Houston, Washington, Arizona. Nothing crazy, but definitely not the San Francisco, Tennessee, Indianapolis you know trio that he just played pretty much. Uh, so I, I think Baldwin, I don't think he's going to be the, the fantasy um, – I don't know, darling that he, he's been in the past few years. I, I just don't think that the um, – I just don't think it's going to work out for him. I, you know what I mean? It's Everyone kind of knows he's the go-to there. Everyone knows they can really rush Russell this, this season. Um, it's just shaping up to be kind of a grind him out, hopefully I get 50 yards kind of deal. Um, I, and the truth is, even as well as he's done in the past, I don't know how much clout he carries in, in trading. I mean, you wonder how much you can actually get for the guy. Yeah, not much, probably. Honestly, I I wouldn't I wouldn't want to have I wouldn't want to trade for him right now. It, I mean, sometimes the Seattle offense gets going later in the year, but that happened last year, I think, because Russell Wilson was just coming back from injury, and he was getting healthy. He's healthy now, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they have no run game right now, and nobody got it going today. Lacey didn't. Rawls didn't, you know, nothing's going on there. So, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm a little worried about it. 
I really am. Just about the offense in general. Yeah, they had a couple good games, but some of that was just catch-up mode for Russell Wilson. So I'd be a little hesitant. All right, Jeff, I got a little good numbers for you here. How how does, you know, 13 catches for 108 yards and a touchdown sound to you? Well, <laughs> that sounds really, really good. What if it's over five games? Uh, yeah, I would, I would uh, <laughs> take him out behind the woodshed and, and throw him to the waivers. So that's what you're saying to do to Amari Cooper, huh? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He has been the biggest. I'm trying to think if there's anyone. No, no, he has been the biggest disappointment this fantasy season without a doubt to me and i there's no reason he should have that poor of numbers and he keeps having them no this is these are his last three games one catch for six yards two catches for nine yards one catch for eight yards oh my god i mean it's so bad it's so bad it almost seems like you want to look for a reason but there is none it's just he's playing that poorly this is my question to you, Craig, because obviously we talked about it. He was having a bad season, and we're like, yeah, if you can get him for like a really low price, I would absolutely snatch him up, and then hopefully he turns it around and you get a deal. Are you, are you getting to the point where you're so worried you're not even looking for that, or would you still go for that deal? I mean, hmm. <laughs> I think that size says it all. <laughs> you just don't know here. what is going on with the kid. I don't even know. I'm trying to think, what would I trade right now for Amari Cooper? I mean, I took a flyer on Corey Clement and threw him on the end of my bench this week to see what would happen, and he didn't do much. So I'd trade Corey Clement for him. I mean, <laughs> That's an endorsement. I, I don't even know what to think. I mean, I still wouldn't mind putting him on my bench if I got him for nothing. Like, if somebody did release him, I would pick him up, but not I me. Mean, wouldn't spend a lot, but I'd pick him up and put him on the end of my bench because th- he's too good. This is this is ridiculous. <laughs> so I don't know what to think it's about. So this. bad. So you wouldn't. You, so you wouldn't trade anything for him, but you would pick him up if someone dropped him. Yeah, I I would pick him up if someone <laughs> dropped him. And me would have to be very. I I I would feel. I wouldn't. I don't even know what I'd feel comfortable trading for him. That's how bad it's gotten. I. Yeah, and- the worst know. part is like it's not like other people are struggling as well. Like today, Crabtree six catches for eighty-two yards and a touchdown. Like he he had two bad games, but other than that, he he's been doing fine. Like you know, what I mean, like three of the five games he had six catches for about eighty yards and uh, four touchdowns in those, and then two other games against Denver. You know, one of them he just zeroed out, and then the other one, Washington, he had one catch. So he's not struggling like Amari is. So. Uh, I don't. I mean, makes no sense. If you have Amari Cooper on your team, you know, seriously, what are you? What are you trying to do with him right now? Are you just putting him on your bench and hope he turns around? Are you actually consider dropping him? I would just at this point, I'm probably throwing him on my bench and just waiting to see what happens because I feel like I wouldn't get any value from him in a trade, and I still think he's too valuable to release. I really, it's still, he's a, he's maybe not too valuable. He's too talented to release. Because I think he's talented, but 13 catches on the year. He has seven drops. I And now he's he's down to only two targets today. And they were going to, oh, it's not like they were going against some great defense. Last week we knew it was going to be tough against Denver, but Baltimore's just been okay. They're not they're nothing special. It's just I, I don't even I don't even know what to think about this. Yeah, I mean it it's it's hard to believe. I would say at this point in the season, 
if I had Amari Cooper on my team at the beginning of the year, I would I would seriously think, you know, he he could stay on my bench for the foreseeable future. But that's exactly where he's at. I don't feel comfortable starting that guy. There's waiver pickups I would much rather put in my lineup. Yeah, I mean the only <laughs> him and Sammy Watkins. Can you imagine if that's your two receivers? That was your one oh and two. God, it's like the most <laughs> can you the talented like the talented. T- most talented wide receiving core that won't score you any points. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm dumbfounded on what to think about this. I mean, I don't even know. I would probably trade like Jeremy Macklin for for him yet yeah, because I don't think Macklin's much of anything right now. That's about it. I would trade a guy that I'd basically you trade you trade a guy that you might consider cutting <laughs> from your team. That's about it. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's a rough. Oh man, I don't, yeah, it's a rough one. I I'm. I mean, you have to actually sit down and think about that one, and and also at this point, luckily he he is kind of a name, so you probably will get people that would you know be willing to trade with you. Unlike you know the Baldwin situation, um, which for some reason you know just how I don't know mass psychology works, Cooper's a name and Baldwin's not for some reason. But um, you know I think you can still get something for Cooper, and I would seriously consider it. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a team out there that has Cooper as their wide receiver one, Sammy Watkins their wide receiver two, and Martavis Bryant was their wide receiver three. And <laughs> that's I mean it's a very likely lineup. It really is. And Bryant, he has week two, he had the one touchdown. And other than that, he's done nothing. I mean, he's completely boomer bust. Where he doesn't get you anything unless he gets you one of those big plays. I mean, he's been Yeah. Just disappointing i mean on the year he has let's see he has 15 catches on the year so he's a little better than amari cooper in that way but he has closer to 200 yards but that's in that's in five games i mean just all around that's disappointing too and that was my big hesitation with bryant and i don't think how could you ever could you find yourself in a situation where martavis bryant's going to be in your starting lineup I mean, unless you, unless it's bye weeks. Oh, I was gonna say bye weeks. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, I mean, I, I could see him being a wide receiver three, a flex possibly. Um, but I mean, obviously, the way the offense has been kind of going with Roethlisberger struggling, Martavis Bryant not really getting anything going, he's definitely very, very risky. And I, I, you know, that. I would hope that I wouldn't have to put him in. I guess I would put it like that. I'm hoping I don't have to play him because that means that, you know, my my team is doing pretty good. But, um, you know, he, he's one of those guys, uh, dear God, if he's more than a wide receiver three for you, you're going to be in very much trouble. But he is a guy that, you know, week to week, he can he could put up numbers still. And this is why, you know, hopefully you didn't uh, draft him as a, you know, wide receiver one or two. But uh, he, he he's just going to be up and down, and right now he is just he's just down. <laughs> but I, I can see him bouncing back. He, he's just that big play threat. All right, I think we'll finish up the episode here. Just talking about a couple tight ends. How about the here's here's the top here are the top three tight ends in standard scoring for the week. It's Ed Dixon, Darren Fells, and George Kittle. Just like we ranked him. Just like we ranked him, Jeff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, what is happening right now? And even fourth is Cameron Brait, who we ranked higher this year or higher this week, but still as a fourth, eh, maybe not. But then, then you got Ertz, who did his usual thing, looked good. Hunter Henry, we talked about, got the touchdown. Travis Kelsey was looking great 
in the first half. He only played one half. And in that half, he had eight catches for 98 yards off 11 targets before he went out with a concussion. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty impressive. So hopefully he's back and ready to go, you know, and hopefully there's nothing that's going to linger. But he's clearly the go-to receiver on that team right now. Oh, I mean, what a beast. I mean, that guy is awesome to have, especially if it's PPR. But, uh, you know, he – I mean, he might be the the person he, – he could start being the number one ranked tight end. I know that Gronk is always around and, and looming, but Kelsey is just way more bankable. I mean, you know when he's playing and he's in there, he's going to put up some, you know, great numbers, and he's not, uh, you know, beholden to having touchdowns. It doesn't really matter. He'll be in the top 10 even without catching one. And then, well, he was eighth for the week. <laughs> this is just how ugly this position is. Well, after Kelsey, we t- it was Tyler Higby, but then Jimmy Graham, so that's decent. Austin Safarian Jenkins, okay, not bad. But then Phillips, Phillips Supernaw, Trey Burton, Steven Anderson, and Nick O'Leary were the next in line for this week to round out what, like just the top Household 15. names, just household names all the way down the list. And then after them was finally Martellus Bennett, Jason Witten. But then you got Tyler Croft and Eric Tomlinson before you find Charles Clay and Delaney Walker. So just, we love the tight end position. This is just brutal. I mean, oh. <laughs> and then, yeah. And hopefully Kelsey's not out for any time because then it really gets even worse. Yeah, I mean, if he's out, it really does. I mean, obviously Gronk didn't play this week either. But, you know, you get to a point where Ertz is by far your your best option. Like, Ertz starts being number one, and then after that, it is just a, I mean, it really is. It's just a melee for who has a good matchup and who you think is going to catch a touchdown. All right, I think that's about does it. Oh, actually, how about a little Scott Fishbowl update here, Jeff? Oh, yeah, hit me. We're trying to go to 4-1 and one this week. We are, in a, we are in a little bit of a battle. We are currently down by 4.2 points going into Monday night. 4.2 point deficit. We have both. We have Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen going against Latavius Murray and Adam Thielen. What do you think our chances are? Ooh, I've never been rooting against the Vikings so badly in my life. Uh, <laughs> I, I like our I like our chances. Um, you know, it's it's well, it's kind of funny too. Of course, it's poetic that we have to find out how good Latavius Murray is going to be to try to get to four and one. Um, I'm hoping he's not as good as Delvin Cook, which, you know, all signs point to he's not. But uh, Thalen has been putting up solid numbers, so I think it's going to be a, a tight battle. And, yeah, yes, we do, if you're listening. Yes, we do. Are, we are starting two Chicago Bear running backs, so that's <laughs> <laughs> eh, not the greatest thing in the world, but, hey, hey we'll take it. And, actually, the team we're playing right now is they are the first place 4-0 team. So I was going to say, if it gets us to 4-1, then uh, – you know what I mean? Go Chicago. Hey, we'll do it. But I think that'll wrap it up for this show. We'll be back. What? No, I'd say tomorrow, but this is coming out really early. So it'll be a little bit here. Tuesday, we'll be back with the waiver edition of the show, which eh, not as exciting as last week's, I don't believe. But there's still some ads out there. Probably, I don't know, Aaron Jones probably still out there. Marlon Mack, at least a couple guys to go after. But I think that'll do it. We'll talk to you guys then.